Hello, and welcome back to the Knowledge Podcast. This week, we're going to be discussing ancient medicines. I'm here with my co-hosts, Rudy and Ryan. Woo, medicine! Introduce yeah. yourselves. Drugs. Yeah, our favourite, right? Herbal remedies. I love drugs. Okay, uh, I'm going to be covering ancient Greece. What about you guys? I'm going to be covering the ancient Egyptians. I'll be covering ancient China. Okay, well, would you like to uh, talk about how your weeks have been, guys? I know we recorded two days ago, but we didn't talk about how our time before that had been, and it was a pretty long time. It was like two weeks, so how was your guys' time? My time's been alright. Not that long ago, I went up to London to see some family. Very nice. Haven't been able to see them throughout the lockdown, so it was... It was quite nice. Did you have some tea and crumpets while you were up there? Always tea and crumpets. Come on. Very nice. I'm British. Tea and crumpets outside Buckingham Palace. Buckingham Palace? Oh, yes, of course. Big nice. Buckingham Palace. Well, very good, sir. Riley, how was your time? Uh, it was all right. I, uh, my time has been all right. Uh, I've mainly spent it looking after my little brother, recording videos for my YouTube, just chilling out, doing college work, editing... Just been nice, chilled out, really. Going to the gym, punching some bags. Uh, been very chilled out. That's pretty nice. That's so good. That's good. How have you been, Jack? No, I've been all right. I haven't been up to too much. I went to see my grandparents for a couple of days, which was nice. Went and stayed with them. Went to a place which is a bunch of old buildings which have been taken down and put back up. And you can go and see them as they once would have been, which is quite interesting. That was quite fun. But nothing major. You also called us from a hotel room, didn't you, when your grandparents were No, it wasn't a hotel room. Actually. It was their room. It was, like, oh, it was not, their not their room. room. It was their their flat, their apartment. Uh, their apartment. There. I was just from my room, innit? Yeah. Yeah. I just laid there on the bed, like whispering because they were asleep. <laughs> and it was yeah. like paper thin walls. Yeah. I literally joined the call and I was like, "Why is this guy whispering all of a sudden?" <laughs> <laughs> I was just like super quiet. I was playing Clash Royale on my phone. <laughs> oh, of course you were playing Clash Royale. <laughs> so you enjoy a bit of Clash Royale. You enjoy now, a bit of Clash you? Royale, well, don't you? I play a bit too much of it, probably. Yeah. I have recently started playing it, and I, 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 I I'm so bad. Yeah, I say, I'm really place. struggling to get into playing Clash. Yeah, I just found it addictive because it's like a challenge. I, 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 I found it out uh, the first few I won, but ever since that, I've lost like I'm on like a twenty loss streak. Oh God, that's pretty good. It's because I, I just load up and I get slapped. I by lose like a, a few, giant. and then I'll win one, and then I'll go on a bit of a win streak, then I'll lose again. Yeah, I I have win streaks and then lost streaks and then yeah, it's not fun. I have tears from Clash Royale. Very, very dramatic. Hi Mario. Hey, hey, hey. No, hey. no, 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 you stay away. He's coming over. Well, was, Riley came over to give me a hug for Rudy, those. Rudy just rejected Riley. Live yes. rejection. I How sad. How uh, terrible. Live rejection, yes. <sighs> well I know what, what will make us feel better. Talking about drugs. So who's going to start? Before we talk about drugs, I have some bits about catch-up section. The catch-up. The catch-up. The newest section, the one that will be here probably every week. I would say every single week because we all forget stuff. Yes. So last week, we asked ourselves, how do anaerobic bacteria actually respire? And respiration just means that you're breaking down glucose. Respiration isn't breathing. It's not the same as that. It just means a way to break down glucose and gain energy from your food. And there are loads of ways to do this. And an example of it is what trees do, photosynthesis. A little bit, photosynthesis. Sympathis. Yes, sympathis. That's a word now. Sympathy. Sympathy. Right, anyway. Mm -hmm. 
So there's a bunch of ways that it can be done, and bacteria use several ways, and humans use a form of it as well when they're doing intense exercise, and that's why your muscles ache, because you brought up lactic acid. Aerobic respiration, is it? Uh, anaerobic. Aerobics with oxygen. So anaerobic. Yes. That's the an- anti. We had um, that last episode, yeah, we didn't did. we? We had an anoxic last time. Mm. 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 An. Anyway, let's move on. I also found out some stuff about UV radiation. So I talked briefly about what types the UV were, and I was pretty much bang on with what I said. I just brought a little bit more information on it this time. So UVA is, is the weakest energy of all the UVs. It has the shortest, the longest wavelength of 400 to 315 nanometers. Uh, UVB has 315 to 280, and UVC has 280 to 100. And the shorter a wavelength is, the higher the energy. Sorry, what's up? A nanometer, what is that in comparison to something like a micrometer or a millimetre? I don't know. Well, we'll find out on the catch-up next week. I was going to say, we'll be carrying this over properly. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll find that next time. Anyways, so that means UVC, that's the highest energy, so it's the most ionising. Not ionising, that's the wrong word, we're not talking about radiation. It's the most damaging, and that will even kill plants, like I said last time. And I found out a little bit about UVB. UVB is strong enough to damage marine life and even kill plankton and stuff up to 30 meters down so that, that's just what comes through us to through through to us normally uh, as my catch-up does anyone else have anything we need to catch up on i can't remember nope i do not believe so okay cool shall we move on to ancient drugs we shall i'm just going to quickly interrupt here a nanometer is uh, one one thousandth of a millimeter or well not a millimeter a micrometer so Small. So it's, it's very small. So it's pretty small then. Really, really, really small. Ultra small. Ultra small. Indeed. Right, anyways, who wants to start? I was uh, researching about the ancient Egyptians and how they healed their beliefs in that. And I came... A- yes. <laughs> the, 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 Egyptian the Egyptian dance. dance. <laughs> I'm just going to speak a little bit about the ancient Egyptians. All right. Um, The ancient Egyptian civilization lasted from 3,300 BC to around uh, 525 BC, BC before Christ. This is probably where the concept of health started. The Egyptians had uh, some of the earliest records because of uh, their hieroglyphs. They were logging information like that. It was one of the earliest forms of language and mm-hmm. transcribing. On like uh, paper. I'm not sure exactly what their paper was made of. They just use clay tablets and describe into them or something yeah, like that. Swear they, they, uh, they had like um scrolls. Oh, did they? Okay. One of the most famous uh, scrolls is the, or I'm going to butcher this, but um, Pyrus, Pyrus Herbs. Papyrus. Papyrus Ebers. Ebers. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. And that is uh, basically the Egyptian Book of Healing. It contains all of their herbal all the information on their herbal remedies so it's uh, basically a bible for healing yeah to to the egyptians the bible of healing can i just yeah. interrupt quick of course i just found a little bit about what the egyptians wrote on they actually wrote on papyrus which is a form of papery scrolly parchment stuff it's not really anything of those it's quite unique and they also inscribed on walls and temples and that kind of thing so carry on yeah hieroglyphs like you have in the pyramids and just to go back on to just egyptians in general very bad thing about the egyptians is they were slavers 
which was which not nice. But that is how they had the pyramids and how all that was constructed. So, in case anyone didn't know, I highly doubt it because it's quite well known about the Egyptians that they were slavers. They were massive slavers. Car- I know this is like a very key piece of information, but I actually can't remember who they enslaved. Everyone, I think. Uh, everyone. Yeah, I think they just took slaves from all around. Yeah, I don't think it was a certain like niche group, was it? I think it was just everyone and anyone they could. Like, bait, like it d- didn't matter who you were. It it does make sense for a slave in slaver empire. Do you know a fact about the pyramids? Go on then. Were they made by aliens? Cleopatra lives closer to we to our time now than to the time that the pyramids were made. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, because she was around at the time of the Roman Empire. That's true. Um, so I'm just gonna continue with my Egyptian facts. The ancient ancient Egyptians believed uh, mainly in uh, prayer as a solution to health problems. The ancient Egyptians had the natural or practical remedies such as herbs to be able to help with headaches, pains, cuts. Because I, mean, I know you no, have herbs sense. to numb how stuff is made nowadays. Yeah, most uh, treatments that they had medicine for were for physical ailments, so cuts and things like that. I have a little bit about that in my notes. It was just saying that most of the physical practices were on things you could see because what you couldn't see, you couldn't understand. Yeah, the Egyptians, uh, for, for all this to have uh, been discovered today is because the Egyptians were a structured society with tools such as writing, written language and mathematics which enabled them to record and develop ideas allowing for them to pass on their knowledge through generations and to nowadays and a little bit more on the the egyptians is that they believed in their religion that gods demons and spirits played a key role in cause of disease doctors believed that spirits blocked channels in the body and this affected the way the body worked so like if you had a pain in your lower leg, they would have thought that there was a problem and that it needed to be cleared or whatever. Um, the solution to this would have been prayer or natural or non-spiritual remedies. Remedies? What, what are they again? Herbs? Remedies. Yeah, remedies can herbs. just be any kind of medicine, any medical treatment. Yeah, I think remedies just like any kind of medicine... Like I think they're more liquid based. Yeah, something that you take through, like yeah, orally. They're more like liquid based remedies. They help cure pains. That makes sense. Like liquid paste. Just basically drugs in a liquid form. And of course, the most famous thing about the ancient Egyptians is how they cared for their dead, especially if you were of royalty, with the uh, the whole uh, preserving dead bodies for the after journey to the afterlife. Mummification. 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 Yeah. And they built those, were they called sarcophaguses? With like yeah, yeah sarcophaguses. Sarcophaguses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of yeah. course, uh, I believe uh, mummification only happened uh, to those of, uh, I don't I don't like saying it like this, but of almost importance if it in did. the yeah, they were Egyptian society. Yeah, they were if a slave died, they would probably just be chucked aside. They were yeah. just a slave at the end of the day. Just that's a all slave, they were which is, of course, not nice. It's not right now, but back then it was what it was. So that's how their society was built. Yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, nowadays that would be like, oh, bad. But back then, they didn't, they didn't care, did they? No. They, they were just seen as slaves. So like, oh yeah, bye bye, onto the pile. Mm, yeah. Well, does someone want to take over? Yeah, sure, I'll take over. So I have a little bit of history about Greece itself. The first settlers arrived in Greece over. 
40,000 years ago. So that's a really, really long time. That's, what, 38,000 BC. However, we don't know anything about them particularly. We just know that they existed. They were probably hunter-gatherers that slowly evolved into a farming lifestyle, so being sedentary and using livestock to farm. And they probably came from southern regions, as they would have come up to Europe from Africa, likely. The earliest evidence of burials we have are in a cave in Greece, which dates back to around 7000 BC. So that's pretty old. The earliest civilization in Greece was the Minoans. They didn't live on mainland Greece, but they lived on the Nib Island, which we today know as Crete. Do you guys, you guys know Crete? So of course I know Crete. It yeah. was in my last. Uh, yeah, it was, thing. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. About the. I'm not going to try and pronounce their name. The creatures? Yeah. The lower. No. I said I wasn't going to pronounce it. Lorisiferin. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. I'm impressed. Continue, sorry. Yeah, Crete's burning terribly right now, if you guys don't know. Like all across oh. all across the Mediterranean, there's loads of the Mediterranean countries. The worst I think the one that's not burning too bad is Spain and Portugal, but the rest are like incinerated. Oh, do you know oh, they're ha- burning. Did you know how yeah, it started to burn? Uh it's been too hot for too long and I haven't had enough rain. It's just one oh, of those things. Just like it's just a wildfire. Just wildfires, yeah. yeah wildfire. Oh wildfire. Yeah, and it's just horrific. It's literally burning the entirety of the Mediterranean area at the moment. Oh god. Yeah, they they were actually told on the TV to now only start showing areas. This is Crete. Only start showing areas on the news, which they had put out. But the problem is, is they couldn't physically do that because there was so much fire, they couldn't get to the areas that had been put out. Bearing in mind, Crete is a relatively small place. That's quite yeah. scary, isn't it? So you can't even get to a safe place now because there's so much fire around, basically. Yeah, the bits that have all been put out are now just surrounded by fire. It's not a good situation at the moment in the med. Oh, God. I, I actually hadn't even heard about it. No, it's I'm surprised. But <laughs> we're done with wildfires, but no, they no, always no. find a way to come back. Anyway, these these Minoans, they lived on Greece between 2200 BC and 1450 BC. So pretty long time, but not, you know, not ages. So after these came the Mycenaean civilization. They lived there for 1600 to 1100 BC. They lived on the mainland. They didn't live on Crete. And they were fine builders and traders, but they were also great soldiers and I don't know if you guys have heard of Homer and his works of the Iliad. No, nope. I've not heard of. I've not heard of Homer. Right, the, those are extremely. Homer I've heard of is uh, Homer Simpson. Yeah, Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> They're ex- he's an extremely famous uh, ancient writer who wrote these fictional works, uh, and he's like the most. He's got the well, most well-known ancient texts and stories that there are. But anyway, he told the story of the Mycenaean age in his books. And so that, that's just a little introduction to ancient, ancient Greece, like really long time ago. Do you so want to talk a little bit about China? So this is so long ago. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about China. So Ancient China. Ancient China, yes. So uh, while I was researching ancient China, you know, as you do, um, I mainly found that the Chinese civilization beginnings, it kind of spread out between multiple dynasties. So basically just different eras in time, basically. So the first one, which I managed to find, I only managed to get a few because while I was doing my research, I found a lot of them linked back to like the same kind of medicines overall. So that would make sense. I only covered like a few dynasties. So the first one was the three sovereigns and five emperors, which was between 28,000 to 25,000 BCE. I can't guess why it was called that. No. It's a very elusive name. Very elusive, yeah. Very creative as well, actually. Three sovereigns. 
three sovereigns. So so hard to imagine why they called it that. <laughs> yes. So the sovereigns, they each had names. Basically, they were kind of like gods in this era. The sovereigns were basically gods. You had Sheng Nong, Huang Di, and Fu X I. Fuzi. Fuzi. Fuzi troop, right, okay. Little Fuzi. Little Fuzi. Sounds like a rapper name. Yeah. Little Uzi, but he's a I think of it. Little Fuzi. Fuzi. Okay. I like Quan Di. Quan Di. Huang Di. Alright, so they each had names. So again, so Sheng Nong. Sorry, Quan Di the MC. Quan Di the MC. Okay, so Sheng Nong was the god of agriculture and gave herbal medicine to the Chinese. Wait, are these what they saw as gods? Yeah, they were gods. Oh, yeah. they were gods. They they were referred to as gods, yeah, as they brought something to the ah, Chinese. Okay. So Sheng Nong was the god of agriculture and gave herbal medicine. Huang Di just... I tried to look up exactly what he gave, but I couldn't really find anything, so it was just base medicine he was able to give. And Fuzi Tube was god of fishing and hunting. Okay. So, food, what did you say? Like The other one, Fuzi Tube? Oh, yeah, that was Fu XI. So it's kind of like hunting and then agriculture and then medicine. Yeah, agriculture, medicine. Yes. So that was the first and obviously five emperors because they had five emperors around at the time. Yeah. So the next one I was able to find was the Shang Dynasty, uh, 1600 to 1046 BCE. This was when the first developed records of life came out, and this is known as the Bronze Age of China. So is this when the first records were discovered yes. of Chinese yeah. medicine? Yeah, yeah, basically. This is when the first records were discovered, and it's also referred to as the Bronze Age of China, as I'm, I'm sure you can guess why it is the, the Bronze Age. It's Did they make they tin? found silver. Yes. They all upgraded, basically. To bronze. To bronze, Yes. And around this time, the thought, so the cause of sickness, they thought, was of three causes. It was the curse of ancestors, evil wind, and believe it or not, snow. 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 (laughs) (laughs) A fun fact about evil wind is that ties in quite a lot to the Black Death in England. Yeah. How um, it was believed that it was caused by bad air. Mm -hmm. That's why um, plague doctor masks have the long nose it's because they have like was herbs it rosemary? was it rosemary rosemary and herbs in yeah, it they to had make like, it smell nice yeah because the plague doctors didn't they they had stuff in their masks yeah. so they could go around like it was meant to purify the air i think yeah turn bad air into good air hmm. but that that sorry that's just something that i knew about fair enough yeah that's cool so with the cause of these sicknesses again curse of ancestors evil wind or snow the curse of the ancestors that's that's pretty obvious because back then, um, uh, the Chinese civilization they quite believed in ancestors looking on from the dead, and if you did something bad, the, your ancestors would come and punish you. So, so be nice to your parents. Yeah, is, be uh, nice is to your the p- message for that one. Yeah, basically, just be nice, and your evil ancestor won't come and haunt you. You should bring your grandmother cookies. <laughs> just bring your grandma cookies, and then you <laughs> bring your grandma cookies, and your evil uncle won't visit you. So, the way you could fix this was going to a shaman for the Curse of the Ancestors. Shamans were kind of like people that worked with spirits. You might have heard the term of witch doctor before. It's yeah. like that. Basically like that. 
and they were like, oh, evil spirit, go away type thing. So they were those times. They communicated with them. They communicated with them. Yes, they sat down, gave them a nice cup of tea. Chink. No, go away. And they laundered money from the population that believed that shit. So, yeah. Yeah. So evil wind, as Rudy said, they just believed there was something in the air. As I'm sure with uh, Chinese civilizations, like back in the day, they, like I said, they believed in a lot of myths. They believed in a lot of tales. Yeah. A, a very religious civilization. Yeah, quite a religious civilization. Actually, no, not religious, I'd say. It's like, I don't know, actually. Spiritual? Yeah, very spiritual, yeah. They believed in a lot of spirits. They believed in tales of like certain heroes and stuff like that, if you know what I mean. So, Can you give example of a hero? Uh, Actually, I cannot, and I'll find that out for the catch-up next week. <laughs> so... Obviously, evil wind, they believed there was just something in the air that would cause sickness, that would cause death. So, pretty obvious. The snow, I'm not going to lie, the, the snow kind of confused me. I was looking around, and I I really couldn't find much on the Do snow. Do you think that's where common cold comes oh, from? That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was the birth of the common cold. Oh, so maybe that's what they're on about, because it gave them a cold. Cold from snow. Cold from snow. They probably didn't call it a cold though, did they? They probably had they, like a sensible name for it. I don't. I don't think they would call it cold. They called it bad snow, probably. If it if, it, if, it, if it's going along the lines of bad wind, I, I would assume they call it bad snow. Yeah, sure. We will go with that. <laughs> yeah, but we'll go with that. Bad snow. But yeah, I think snow was kind of seen as like a bad thing back then, obviously, because it gave them, like I said, I, I imagine it gave them like a common cold. And they were like, oh, my ancestors come to haunt me with a red nose. So I'm pretty sure it was along those lines. But yeah, the snow, that got me, basically. I couldn't find anything on the snow. It could also link back to um, their harvests. And because for snow to be at, be there, it's got to be cold. Yeah. Which means farms would die because of the cold. And they could be linking the snow and those events together. Yeah, frost yeah. kills a lot of plants and crops. Yeah. So they could be linking those events together and saying, this happens when this is here. So maybe bad snow or bad white stuff. This is a theory, but we, we yes, did just theory. make this up. <laughs> this is a theory, yes. We are only speculating here. We're not 100%ing anything. So the last dynasty I was able, to, I thought was interesting was the Zhu dynasty. Shao dynasty. Z-H-O-U dynasty which was 1045 to 256 BCE, the worship of heaven. So this is when they started to believe in, oh, you're, you know, you go to heaven when you die. There's an afterlife. <clears throat> there's an afterlife, yeah. They started to believe in, like, there's a door between life and the death and afterlife. There's a, a next stuff. stage. They started to believe there was a point. And this time, when I was researching, it was a time of constant wars. Wars everywhere. You could walk outside, turn left, there'd be a war. Basically, there was a lot of fighting, so it's obvious to tell where a lot of injuries came from during I would say, do they know why they started fighting? No idea. They just kind of did, I'd say. There's probably a lot of different reasons for different battles. If there was so much of it, it probably wouldn't be one route probably be like yeah. Again, I'll find this out for the catch-up next week. I imagine it'd be like squabbles between regions or nations, so yeah. I can't imagine or, anything or serious. Or beliefs. Possibly. Because you said this new belief of heaven came in around this time. Maybe others didn't believe it and they went to war over it. Because you know, religious wars have been known. Yeah, there is are it, quite this a This is only wars, a theory. Yeah. 
there are there have been quite a lot of wars out there based on like you know certain beliefs and stuff so and through all of my research um, i'm just gonna say the last bit here is this kind of concludes the medicine bit of my area anyway so would you guys like to hear the overall reason they kind of added it up no let's wait let's come back to you later i think okay can i talk a little bit about the greco-roman god of medicine the greco-roman god yeah, so Greco-Roman is just a posh way of saying Greece and Rome, because they had very similar religious beliefs. Ah, all right. So he was called Asclepius. He was the god of medicines, and he was also the son of Apollo. However, Greek doc- doctors became expert herbalists later on in the Greek time, and they believed in nature and plants instead of religion to heal. So he was only really relevant in the early stages of Greek medicine. Because early on, they believed that illnesses were divine punishments, so punishments from gods, and that healing was also a gift from the gods. That's a little bit about the the god of Greco-Roman medicine. Nice. Very nice. How uh, almost he was faded out quite quickly, though, wasn't he? Yeah, because they'd begun to believe in medicines rather than some guy in the sky. Yeah, you're... um, You talking about that also brings me on to something that also links into your ancient civilization that you chose to study there is cupping cupping is seen to be a method of deep tissue massage yep but it was like a way out to heal your body almost oh, i've noticed on that as well that was one of my things yeah um I, i'm only mentioning it here is it because um i believe these are greek people herodotus and hippocrates they both used cupping wet and dry cupping as a treatment for many ailments Herodotus used it for headaches and um, Hippocrates uh, he used it for quite a few things um, bad backs uh, lung disease and uh, ear ailments okay don't believe it would have worked for l- lung disease probably not no it's just a deep tissue massage but so. as a massage it probably would have relaxed them and it yeah, maybe. felt like it was doing something can I speak about Hippocrates quickly go on then so he was born in 460 BC, and he lived approximately 90 years, which is insane for someone of that time. So he died in 370 BC. So he accurately described disease symptoms and was first to diagnose pneumonia and epilepsy, which were both in his children. So he was the first kind of guy to really come around and say, you have this disease. I've seen this before. These are the symptoms of it. I think I know how to treat this. So this was revolutionary. It's not just everyone's got some random thing given to them by a god. So would I be kind of correct in saying he was the first kind of like doctor? He was the first true doctor. The first true doctor, yes. So he believed that the best healing process was good rest, good diet and fresh air, as well as just being generally clean. So some examples of his medicine treatments in his book that he wrote, he said that to treat chest diseases, you should take barley soup and vinegar and honey to bring up the phlegm, which kind of makes sense if you're bringing up phlegm. So early on, he was not really recognised, but later on he became massively popular among the Greeks, and his works evolved into an accurate series of diagnoses and herbal treatments. Later on, the Greeks all adopted this, like I said earlier, and began to use herbal practitions. It's probably because most of them worked. Yeah, if, or if it was more told, uh, If you're told, uh, ah... You have bad. You have a bad chest. Take this, and it works. Uh, I think you'll remember that and pass it on. Yeah, because that's uh, that's how humans work. That just sounds like common sense. Well, yeah, it is to us now. But when they believed in gods and divine punishments, it 
didn't probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That that was their common sense. That was and true. People yeah. who believe in stuff we believe now were crazy people. Yeah. To be fair, that is true. I mean, as you put it, Jack, there was some guy in the sky they believed in that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, going back to uh, me about my cupping theory, is um, it was also mentioned in Pyrus Herbes. Herbes? I'm always going to butcher, it's going to sound different every single time I say it. Cupping, as I said, nowadays is looked at as a deep tissue massage or a calming or relaxing therapy. The uh, ancient Egyptians uh, also believed in a goddess. Here comes another butchery. Ske- Skem? Skem? It's probably going to be completely wrong, but it's known as the goddess of warriors as well as healing. And it is thought upon death that she would continue to protect them and bear them to the afterlife, which is a little bit more into how the Egyptians viewed the afterlife as almost everything around healing. And death, it, it just hooks into it. That's quite interesting. Yeah, everyone had their... All of the civilizations seem to have their gods that are associated with healing and health, which is quite interesting. That's something I was actually just going to mention. There's a distinct theme of gods here. Yeah, and everyone had multiple gods. It wasn't like now where we have Christianity where there was just one divine god. It's all the different gods with different purposes and different reasons, which is an interesting almost evolution of religion. Yeah, it's quite an interesting evolution. Yes. One thing like that, just to mention about cupping as well, is uh, how it isn't just like one um, area, of the planet, or one civilization developed it. Every civilization I like, developed a, a way of it almost. Like uh, I know when I was researching it, um, Riley came across uh, cupping in the ancient Chinese uh, civilization. Yes, I did. Do you have anything on that? Um, I have a little bit on it you would like to hear it might be something i haven't covered yeah i basically just actually got the same as you dry cupping wet cupping deep tissue massage did you get the differences between wet and dry other than the fact that one's wet and one's dry uh i actually didn't know i i believe uh, that is with a uh, wet one a wet one uh, <laughs> <laughs> classic wet one with wet cupping and when heated it sucks the um tissue up into the cup more then a dry cup in. So a wet one sucks the tissue in better? Yes. Of course it would, it's wet. And that's why I believe the difference is. Okay, well, that's pretty interesting. Now you know the wet ones are better at sucking. So, shall I talk a little bit about my civilization a little bit more? Yes, tell us about the medicines they used. Okay, so the Minoans and the Mycenaeans didn't use too many medicines because they were so old. They believed more so in the gods and the beliefs. But they believed in the guy in the sky more than exactly. medicines. Little is known about them anyway, because they didn't really draw or write. And even when they did, most of it has been destroyed. And often in the artwork that has survived, they are depicted as a very healthy and well-nourished nation. However, they were cramped up, had poor sanitation, and were in very poor living conditions. And quite often their water would even become contaminated. Their diet was seasonal and unbalanced, so it relied on crops and different yields. And often, if those things didn't come through, their diet wouldn't be as good. And a combination of these factors with like the poor sanitation and the poor diet often led to many diseases, such as dysentery and tetanus. Ouch. You can kind of see, though, with that, how they would be a lot more on the religious and spiritual side of things if they haven't come up for solutions for these illnesses. And they're based off of harvests and cleaning themselves that a lot of that is almost out of their control 
and how they would uh, put it down to a higher power in how things happen. Yeah, because they didn't understand the science of harvests or the science of agriculture at all. So they didn't know that the crop yields might be affected by the weather or the soil that it's in. And back back then, wasn't science almost um, frowned upon? Science was religion, basically. Mm-hmm. The first real science, I, in my opinion anyway, is when Socrates and the Greek philosophers came around and started discussing philosophy. Because philosophy is just early science when you think about it. Yeah, something I was going to jump in about with your um, Hippocrates is uh, the four humours, if uh, anyone can remember anything about that. The four what, sorry? The four humours. It is um, how they diagnosed uh, problems. This, is, uh, this isn't, I don't believe it's ancient. I know it was used back in the medieval days. It's about um, bile. I don't know if you did mention bile. Bile, blood, and another one which I can't. Did you learn this in history? Yes, I did. Yeah, I didn't do history. So. I, I, I did this in history at school, so it's still a little fresh in my head. But it also is very similar to my Egyptian um, way of uh, thinking about problems where there's channels in the body. The humours were basically that. And uh, if it, they believed if you had like a headache, you had too much blood, so they were bloodlet bleeding to balance that. If you had uh, a particular type of colour bile, then uh, you uh, had to have... Uh, I, I can't remember the specifics about it. I know what you're on about because I did history as well, but I can't remember. I must say, if you want to save me at any point in this, uh, please. Oh, I would save you, but I can't remember it myself, so yeah. don't worry. So it's almost like the different symptoms led to different treatments, which is basically crude medicine. They had some messed up treatments back in the day, though, didn't they? Well, uh, a lot of things back then were theories that worked, like uh, barber surgeons back in the medieval. Didn't they like drill holes in people's if heads? If you had a headache, yes. yeah, that's yeah. right. If you had a headache, uh, I, I believe that killed everyone that it happened to. So I'm not sure why it was so well known. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, the people here, when they had very poor sanitation, they had the diseases, like I just said, and. The problem with this is that there were no real medical practitioners, so sickness was really horrible back then. And so this had to evolve, basically. And in the Aegean, which is the Greek area, there were many, 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 many people who were extremely wealthy. And they basically had elite medical practitioners who were very few and far between. And these people would live effectively attached to their massive houses and served just them. So they were a part of the extremely wealthy households. They were almost part of the slaves that they would have had, except for the fact they were treated much better and they had a scientific use. And these healers were, this is like I was talking about earlier, they likely only could treat the observable physical wounds, so cuts and rashes and stuff like that. Whereas things like strokes and epilepsy, they wouldn't understand because there were no physical giveaways until things were already going wrong. And even then, it wasn't like the cause. If there's a cut and it's bleeding, then you just stop the bleeding right it's pretty self-explanatory but if someone starts shaking on the floor then how are you going to know what's going on and so they they assumed that these mental issues were caused by the possession of the person by a spirit or a demon so back to the kind of believing in the guy in the sky although it's not quite the guy in the sky it's just the bad guy the bad guy the bad guy in the bad sky The, the bad guy bad sky the bad spirits yes but anyway it's unclear due to a lack of evidence as to whether or not these medical practitioners were able to go beyond sacrificing and spells and incantations and actually give a natural or scientific explanation to the problems. So it's not sure 
that they're not sure how advanced they really were. They might have been really advanced or they might have just been really simple and been like the shamans that Riley was talking about. Is this because uh, they didn't have um, writing? They just don't have evidence whether it's been yeah. destroyed or wasn't ever made. They just don't know. But anyway, Greece entered a Dark Age in around 1100 BC and is no nothing is known about the Dark Age and that's why it's called that. All the written language and art that they might have had is just completely gone for quite a while until 323 BC when the Hellenistic era became a thing and that was at the death of Alexander the Great and the Greek civilization really the Hellen Hellenistic Greeks anyway really lived till about 146 BC when they were finally defeated in the Battle of Corinth so Rome completely destroyed and plundered Corinth and set them as an example for the other Greek cities who then yielded to Rome what why are they called the Hellenistic I'm not 100% sure. That's just what they called themselves. Now we call them Greeks, then they would have called themselves Hellens. It's like why we're British. I, it's just the name for themselves. Anyways, the highlights of these this civilization of Greece was they came up with democracy and they became they came up with the Senate and the Olympics. Those are the main things that they invented. But yeah, that is my notes on the ancient Greeks. Very fascinating that they are also, as well as developing uh, um, science, herbal remedies, uh, how to treat things uh, consist consistently. They also developed senates. Yep, they came up with the senate. Yep. I, I knew they came up with the Olympics and stuff. I had no idea they came up with the senate. Yeah, there's a bunch of different uh, governments that they made. Like in Athens, they had an extremely democratic civilization where basically everyone had a say in what went on, all the big choices, even the average low-class citizens. Whereas in Sparta, they had something called an oligarchy which is sim more similar to what we have today in Britain. And that's a group of supposedly high class or a selected group of people make the decisions. And the people aren't really involved. The people are involved in the elections, but they don't aren't really involved in the big decisions. The well, big decisions are just big men in armour that kick the crap out of each other daily. Also that, but this a is their government. warrior race, I believe is what they were referred to. Yeah, all their people yeah. were warriors. They and were warriors, yeah. Including the women and children. Uh, the children, not so much the women. The children were um, taught when they were young. Yeah, children yeah. were taught from a young age how to fight and stuff, but the women, I don't think, were taught, were they? No, but they, they did have very different views on women. They were like fans of them being athletic and fit and healthy and like engaging in what other people would see as manly activities. So they, they were quite a big fan of that. They were quite ahead of their time in that sense, and they were very equal across their genders the interesting thing about the spartans i believe they only gave graves or kind of death ceremonies to those who men who died in battle or women who died in childbirth i think they did only give like proper ceremonies to soldiers i i definitely know that the men who died in battle is right but i'm not sure on the women who died in childbirth i believe it's true no, i think it is true i think i read somewhere that it is women who died during childbirth yeah it's quite interesting they're just completely crazy you know Yeeting children off of cliffs if they had a birthmark or something because they were weak. Yeeting children off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, basically, they were messed up. Yeah, the only reason that they could be a uh, like a nation who were solely soldiers was because they basically had the entire area that they lived in enslaved, working in fields, producing food for them. That's the only reason they could all be soldiers. Well, it makes sense. They had to have the production for them to actually be able to go out and venture. Yeah, they had to have like an endless fight. supply of fuel so they could fight. No fuel, no fighting power. Yeah, yeah. I just got distracted talking about Spartans because they're weird. Before you start talking more about eating kids off cliffs, how about our um segment for today? Ooh. Oh, oh, good segue, Rudy. Se not segue, segment. We could segue into the segment, though. 
I don't think any of us here have a segue with us. No, no I don't. All right, so we'll just go into the segue. We can pretend. Okay. See the, w- the wheelchair Riley sit on? We can just stand on it and slide across the room. That's that point. would be a very bad idea. We would definitely fall I, off. I want to try it now. Is no. that mainly because you have to get up off your seat? Yes. Yeah. That's why it's a bad idea. Yeah, but today we've chosen a new segment. Nutty News. Nutty, Nutty News has returned. Or any better name if you have it. Nah, Nutty News is top tier. They, yeah. they don't want to change it, but I do. So. It's top tier. Why do you want to change it? I don't know. Fair there enough. needs to be diversity. So, who wants to start off with their new segment? Wait, hold on. Diversity. What, do you want to call it diversity news? I've walked into a trap here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, let's keep with Nutty News. It's, it's better right. than anything. That's probably right. the best idea. Yeah, it's probably better than anything I can come up. with. Yeah, probably. Who wants to kick it off? I'll kick it off. Screw it. Yeah. Say Riley's been uh, teasing us with what he's found. Well, um, I think Jack, as I mentioned, I think Jack earlier said he might have already seen this. Thank you very much. <laughs> but my news article was t- about twenty hours ago. This was posted. A real life dragon in Australia was huge, toothy, and a savage hunter. Of course it was in Australia. Apparently, they found a real-life dragon-like creature in Australia. What, what, what does Australia not have that's dangerous? I don't know. Well, we, they have spiders. That's dangerous. Snakes. Snakes, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Crocs. Kangaroos. Koalas. They can be dangerous. They, they, they can be dangerous. They have the saltwater crocodiles, and I believe they have some alligators. They have the sharks. Sharks. Uh, sh- should we do a list later of what Australia has that's dangerous? Maybe that can be our segment next week. What's oh, dangerous? Cane toes. Cane toes are poisonous, dude. One of the most dangerous places yeah, the on the planet. Dangerous places. So, about 110 million years ago, what is now Australia, a flying dragon dominated the skies with an estimated 23 foot 7 meters wingspan. It was the continent's biggest petrosaur, new research finds. Petrosaur fossils, they're rare in Australia. Fewer than 20 specimens have been described since paleontologists found the continent's first petrosaur bones about two decades ago. So there's been, it's been two decades between finding petrosaur bones? Yes, two decades. That is, that is uh, some distance. It is some distance. Scientists identified the newfound species Tapthungashwai. How about you take another shot at it? Fapunga. <laughs> Thapunka. Yeah, we'll go with that. Thapunka Chwai from a fossilised piece of lower jaw found at a site in northwest Queensland dating to the Cretaceous Cretaceous. period. Cretaceous period. About 145.5 to 65.5 million years ago. So, the skull would have measured over three feet one metre long and its mouth would have been crowned with approximately 40 teeth making the extinct reptile the closest thing we have to a real-life dragon. Wow. That's pretty cool. So that's my new segment. They found a real-life dragon fossil in Australia. That is extremely interesting, and because you hear all the tales about dragons. Yeah. All the stories, or, well, uh, almost fantasies. Do you not think that someone must have seen something vaguely resembling a dragon to come up with it in the first place? I would have thought a pterodactyl, but as humans, it didn't get to see dinosaurs. This is something I think a lot of people say with, like, ghosts and aliens and stuff. It's like, someone must have seen something like that to spark the idea, if you get what I mean. And I personally, looking back, I kind of believe something like that as well, because at the end of the day, you have to have seen something to base the image off of something. 
Yeah, it's like the thing with aliens. All the aliens, when you think of an alien, you think of the big grey thing with the big eyes, right? And every, all the, most of the artwork that people have done depicts that. So that must have come from somewhere as well, right? Not everyone across the globe is going to come up with the same idea just for fun. Yeah, it's just like similarities that almost hints at the idea that it exists, which is scary sometimes. Yeah. And because you hear all these people going on about like... Uh, the um, the boogeyman and how there's similarities across uh, the world about it and it's like m- maybe this thing actually did exist if there are any aliens out there we'd love to have you on the podcast yeah if you want to come down to us three morons to get you out there then please please contact us please if you have gmail you can contact us there <laughs> yeah we'll talk about where you can contact us later aliens some more did i use ig instagram did I use probably I, 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 mean, I should hope so i hope so they are aliens they are advanced and smart enough. If they don't have Wi-Fi, then they're not. Yeah, if they don't have Wi-Fi, then... They've oh. probably got 6G. I'm not going to visit their planet if they don't have Wi-Fi. It's just wrong. I hope they come through with a couple of ray don't guns. don't think the human race can survive without Wi-Fi. No, it's like oxygen. Yeah, the first place when you go to someone's house is... Uh, what's the Wi-Fi password? What's the Wi-Fi password? Let me in. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I can just imagine Jack going around someone's house now. Let me in. I believe that's exactly what he did when he came to mine. I must play Clash Royale now. Yeah, you sat outside his house stealing his Wi-Fi just to play Clash Royale. I did. That is true. That was last week. You sad, sad child. But he's got to play Clash Royale. That's true. Got to get my right. daily fix in. <laughs> oh, your your daily fix of Clash Royale. All right. So whose news segment? I'm gonna say this is sound like an addiction now. Um, I, I can go next. Uh, mine is on carbon nanotubes. It's thought that, um, well, actually, first I'm going to go on about what carbon nanotubes are. Carbon uh, nanotubes are made of uh, um, carbon particles, which are extremely small. And uh, a group at MIT had discovered that they could produce energy. How they produce energy is by um, scavenging it from their environment. The carbon nanotubes use, of course, uh, tiny carbon particles uh, that can create a current simply by reacting with liquid surrounding it. And it is thought that this is uh, 10 times as powerful as a lithium-ion battery, which is, well, I don't even know what the word for it is. Advanced? Yeah, it's it's extremely advanced, because they even say that they haven't made this efficient yet, and it's already as powerful as a lithium-ion battery, they say. We need to get Elon Musk on this. Elon Musk and aliens combined. What an episode that would be. Oh, what if God. Elon Musk is an alien? To be fair, it wouldn't surprise me. Doesn't Joe Rogan think that after the uh, podcast he did with him, he's convinced that he's an alien because of how much stuff he manages to do? Yeah, I think so. He's got a blueprint to everything in his head. Yeah, can I just say that Joe Rogan is one of the most beautiful, bald men on this planet? And if you disagree with me, you are wrong. Okay, now we know about Riley's man crush. Can we just, can I just talk uh, Tesla quickly? Tesla, Elon Musk. Go on then. Of course. So, I wrote this down about three months ago, way before we even started the podcast, because I saw it online. Oh, is this your news article? No. Oh. Apple, Google, Microsoft, and Tesla were all convicted in 2020 of buying cobalt for use in their products from mines which use child labour. Apple, I could understand that from. Google? <laughs> why do you understand Apple? So why would you understand it from Apple? Apple. Apple. A- Apple's Apple. But really? Google? Child sold separately, probably, for Apple. <laughs> It seems to sell everything else. Where do you separately. go to the accessories section? <laughs> hey, are you finished with your news article, or is there more to it? That is roughly about it for carbon nanotubes. It's not really perfected. 
course. Well, obviously not. But it it could be seen as a new source of energy. They believe it may take five years, may take longer. They're and unsure. It, they are scepticizing about this, and because it is, uh, I believe it's so delicate, almost. Basically, they're just unsure of it. Yeah, they're unsure and they're waiting. Fair enough. All right, what's your news article then? So my news article is a bit weird. Have you guys heard of a Dyson sphere? No. No. So it's a hypothetical creation. It's hy- hypothetical, like I say, and it's supposedly. Is it a, a circular Hoover? That's such a good point. It doesn't sound like that, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it's a sphere which surrounds completely a star and harnesses all of the energy from it. So it's a hypothetical creation, like I said, because we are nowhere near making this yet. But if we could make this, the amount of power that we could harness could be used to make and basically infinite amounts of super-powered artificial intelligence. Huh? Let's say, I, I, I'm a little... What? Super-powered intelligence? So, super-powered artificial intelligence could theoretically make human databases. So they could look back at all the records of a human, collect it all, and then simulate them. So it's effectively immortality. It's effectively artificial intelligence. It's effectively immortality, though, because this person can have his life, his or her life, simulated again infinite times. And then if they want, they could even simulate an afterlife, which would put them with their friends, family and any celebrities or pets or anything like that that they could possibly want. This oh. uh, this sounds uh, uh-huh. extremely similar to a book I read uh, was a while ago. But um, I can't remember the name of the book, but it was uh, basically uh, that they allowed you to upload your, um, if you were dying, you could upload your consciousness to a, a different place. Oh, I think there's uh, there's a film about that. Yeah, there's a film about, about a year that. ago, wasn't there? Yeah, there's a yeah, film there about that. Yeah, there might a film. And it was uh, basically, well, actually, I don't think it was uh, that the book had almost like everyone can access this. And it was almost like a port in the back of their head where they just plug in and they're there. But there was a, there was an island where it almost preserved people, and uh, well, the book takes a few more turns. But I won't, we're not talking about the book; we're talking about Jack's news article. Unsurprisingly, it was Russians that are talking about this and hypothesizing over this. Of course, it's the uh, Russians. Of course, of course, it is. It just would be. But anyways, the Russians. There's this one. The lead scientist has been obsessed with infinite life or immortality, whatever, however you want to say it, since he was about eleven years old. And since very young age, he has been recording everything about his life. So that includes his biases on certain things, his dreams, his conversations and his daily experiences. And he wants to make note of everything so that if he ever gets to the point where he might be able to upload his consciousness somehow, he wants to have everything he physically can for authenticity, as he puts it. But then if they could make this Dyson Sphere and power an AI like sufficiently... It's possible that it could even be able to make a human biologically again. Like, well, like, re- what? It, it would make sense, and because um, you know how I'm not sure if they could do it in um nowadays, but how you can grow out from stem cells organs. Yeah, they grew an ear in a pot before, didn't they, and stuff like that. I say, what what stops you from having enough of these stem cells, uh, being able to produce enough of these stem cells to literally build a human? No, effectively, this AI could, even if it needed to, it could go and dig up your grave and get your DNA and recreate you. Because it would have all the memories and the brain stuff, and then all it would need is the DNA from the grave or whatever to get to make the actual physical body. 
I don't oh, feel comfortable anymore. That is weird. That is my that news article. That is strange. Oh, 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 I'm just, go- just going to ask a question for you guys. If you had the option for immortality, would you take it? No. <sighs> Definitely not. I'd love to, because I'd love to just live and just spectate and see what actually comes of the world. I wouldn't. But no. I don't know. I would say I'll be in that same boat because I don't think I could be able to stand to see everyone dying. No, that, and because this generation in this is it's watch. just you, no one else, just you. Yeah, I wouldn't be comfortable of seeing everything and everyone just the generation after generation. Well, I mean, I'm assuming the planet's going to be alive that long because humans are stupid. But but that's ju- that's just a. Huh, I just realised that if you were immortal, that would also mean that you would see the extinction of humans, and then you'd be the only human. Yeah. That's why I I, I kind of want to take it, so I could just spectate all this stuff. Yeah, but then you'd be the only human for infinite amounts of time and. I know, but still, so probably end up extremely, extremely sad. If you if you're also immortal, and they put you in a life sentence in prison, you're not you're actually not in there for life. You're in there for like fifty years. Oh no, different life sentences at different times. Say, yeah, different life sentences. At different they times. call it a life sentence, but it isn't a life sentence. It's what they would estimate the end of your life would be. Yeah, and then they put a bit more on to make sure that you die whilst you're in there. Yeah, but that's the end of our um, nutty news. Uh, oh, okay, segment. here we go. The longest no, ever not. prison sentence was given to a guy called Jamal Zugam. He was convicted in 2007. I don't know what of this is, just something I brought up straight away. And he was given a sentence of 42,922 years. What? And he's still alive today. And he's still alive. And that's the only he prison sentence ever given. 40. Huh? He had to do something like something extraordinarily terrible he must have done something like bad like to get that much like he didn't nick something from the local corner shop thousand years the average human lifespan if i'm correct is around uh, 90 to 80 i think it's like 70 to 80 or 70 to 80 yeah they they multiplied that by more than 42 um 4200 i think yeah it's a long time Say uh, they they weren't taking any chances. No, they were making sure he never got out again. I wonder what he did. He kind of nicked something from a local corner shop. Like you just imagine, you stole a loaf of bread. Well, back in medieval times, that would probably be it. You'll probably be executed for that. Yeah, I was gonna say you probably have your head cut. Is that the end of Nutty News? Nutty News is over. Oh, I like I like Nutty News. Me too. It's, I think it's my favourite segment. I'm, yeah, it is. it's a good segment. It's a really good segment. I probably shouldn't have a favourite segment. It's like having favourite children, but here we are. Uh, uh, children are children. It's segment, segment. Okay, well, now that we know that Riley has favourite children, is has anyone got any more notes on their ancient medicine? I do. Go ahead. So, like I said, through my research, they kind of all boil down to sp- like s- specific things, basically. They all linked back to certain things so i've just got a little overall section i'd like to go through which will just sum it up basically the first one was cupping as we have previously discussed dry cupping wet cupping deep tissue massage so the first one was chi that's what it will link back to now do you guys know what chi is i've i've heard of it yeah we, i think most people have I say, isn't yes. it um, almost like life force or yes basically it's the balance of the body so just making sure your body's nice and calm, relaxed, you're in control of it. So just making sure your body is balanced. I don't know what you just did, but you look like an alien. I meditated. 
you meditated aggressively. Did they use meditation practices back then? I think so, yes. I think they did. Is the concept of Zen linked to Chi? I think so, yes. Because it's all about keeping yourself calm, collected, making sure you all are calm and relaxed. Your body is all in check and balanced. So that is essentially chi. Making sure your body's balanced, your life force is in check, and you're all in one piece. So the next one is acupuncture. So, do you guys know what acupuncture is? Isn't that with the needles into the... It's where they go stabby stab. They... (laughs) They grab your body and go, <laughs> needle, stab, 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 stab. And they do this with loads of little needles. So for anyone who doesn't like needles, have fun. Just don't get acupuncture. Yeah, don't get acupuncture. Or maybe you should. But um, So what this does, it physiologically changes your body. Physically changes the body. Yep. Physically changes the body. How does it change the body? Honestly... I, l- I look around. Without turning you into a porcupine, of course. <laughs> yeah, without turning you into a porcupine. Honestly, I had a look round. I couldn't actually find anything. I imagine it's probably got something to do with, again, deep tissue massage or relaxing the tissues. Deep tissue, like, probably something to do with, like, letting it out of the body or something, you know, something like that. It, it would make sense, though, because if they believe that you have to let let out evil or spirit, is, it could make sense. Yeah, it could do. The next one is herbs. We've discussed herbs earlier. We obviously... They used a lot of herbs for a lot of different things. Self-explanatory herbs. Early medicine, basically. Early medicine, yes. They also use something called a tweener, which is a massage. So this was just basically a massage of the body. It just helped you relax, helped you feel calm. And the last thing which I found linked to everything was Tai Chi. Tai Chi was exercises that you use for the body, and it's probably more commonly known today as a form of martial art. I was thinking yoga. It's like a meditative martial art like yoga where you do all these like calming positions and it helps your body. Yes, well, is that everything? Yes, that's pretty much everything, yes. Uh, I do not have anything else to go on. Me neither. All right. So is everyone ready to close it out? Say, is that the everyone end? Everyone is ready, yes. Of the fourth, fourth episode? Fourth informational episode. All right, so we're ready, ready to close it out then, boys? Yeah, I'm ready to close it out. I'm ready to close it out. What we'll be covering next week, Riley? We will be covering. Drum roll, please. Conspiracy theories. Wow. We will be covering some theories that people have about this planet. Some stupid, some serious. And we will be discussing them, basically. Indeed. It will be (laughs) theory reviews, we'll call it. All right. Well, anyways, thank you for listening. If you have any queries and inquiries, please reach out to us on Google. Uh, Google? Email. <laughs> reach out to us on Google. <laughs> email. Just go to Google, type in Knowledge Podcast. <laughs> reach us also on, by email with trulyknowledgepodcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Instagram at trulyknowledgepodcast. You guys have tolerated us much more than anyone else. Once yeah, again. again. Thank you. Let's do the round of applause now, guys. Round, round of applause. Well done. You sat and listened to three idiots for over an hour of your life. We're so proud of you. Are, are, are you happy how you've just spent that time? Are you? I should hope so. Yeah, you, you, you better be. Thank you. <laughs>